uh, let's say there were two, there was a, a version of Pornhub that was called Pornhub Keith, and mm-hmm. they had an AI that could yeah. make it so that you were the one fucking all the people. Would you use that version or the original porn star? Oh, I'd use Pornhub Keith, no, no question. Hello, and welcome to Your Mileage May Vary. We talk about sex and relationships with frankness that is often controversial, but mostly in good faith. Today, we're going to revisit our favorite topic, the female orgasm, and then we're going to talk about a man who draws porn of himself before moving on to how to deal with a man who lasts forever. I am Keith. My co-host is Mike. Uh, Mike, how do you feel about Halloween? Uh, I don't have strong opinions about Halloween. What? What? What's the context? Oh, I'm invited to a party and... Uh, they said, I expect your costume to be on point or I expect big things from your costume or something. And I'm stressed yeah. about it. One time in college, uh, there was a couple that I knew and uh, he went as Batman and she had some sort of costume that had an arrow on her stomach because she was a bare midriff and it said Batcave. <laughs> and I found that really gross. I didn't like it. Well, so it was too like venereal. I feel like the uh, referendum on women wearing sexy Halloween costumes happened 15 years ago, and now it's just sort of accepted as a piece of feminism. Is that expression I mean, but this is feminism. this isn't sexy. This is beyond that, right? I mean, somebody like making extremely explicit reference there is like it was just a little too. Yeah, that does seem too, a little too, bit like beyond the the usual. Yeah, I mean, I guess it could have got, she could have gotten to the point, like to a funnier point than that, have like an arrow and be like, later my boyfriend will put his penis in here. It was like, it was a little too specific. It's like, okay, I see what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. So you're worried that you have to produce a Halloween costume because it has to be clever or uh, ironic or something? Yeah. And and you don't want it, you want to look decent in it. Hmm. It's going to a party. There could be some... So, eligible bachelorettes there potentially oh if you were going with a woman i think a decent move would be her being taylor swift and you being that football player she's fucking uh or you could just so, go as the football player there's a company called the nudge that sends costume ideas was that one of them no, so the nudge sends like date ideas and various things to do around San Francisco, but they operate in all these different cities. But anyway, they collated a list of like the top costumes. And uh, actually, maybe it'd be mildly interesting to go through this. I remember the number one costume is uh, the Roman Empire. Oh, Lord. So they're just going straight after the, uh, the, the theme du jour. I wonder what a woman would wear because... Um, the, the role of women, I guess a Vestal Virgin might be the move. I'm not sure if they would, yeah, I guess they're statues. So there'd be some knowledge of what that would look like. Yeah. The ideas are, they have somebody in like a toga, which isn't that Greek? No, no, it's not. Okay. I'm going to text. It was the official outfit you were supposed to wear like in the Roman Senate, for example. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this guy's wearing... Like a toga. Yeah, he looks sort of senatorial. He's got some gold jewelry and a crown on. And then there's like sure. a legionnaire, which is a pretty obvious one. That's 
right. Roman, Roman troop. I, I guess you could go as um, Pontius Pilate or like one of the guys <laughs> nailing up Jesus. Mm-hmm. Sort of like bridge the gap to Christmas or something. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm looking at the the costumes. The woman costume, I, I just don't know. The woman Roman Empire costume. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure that there's historical evidence for that costume. I, I don't know, actually. I'd have to I'd have to do some research. I'm I'm thinking of the various I mean, most of the surviving sculpture from the Roman Empire is just is just like propaganda sculptures of emperors. Right. right. In addition to things like columns and and the like. So I'm not sure there was too much of women. Seems um, like you there think a lot about goddesses. the Roman Empire, Mike. No, not at all. There would have been <laughs> goddesses though. So 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 I guess I would go for Venus or something. And I'm not sure this costume looks like Venus. It just looks like frankly kim kardashian right anyway the the reason why i brought up this list was yeah there's a bazillion taylor swift travis kelsey costume ideas you could be travis kelsey's mom i don't know if you've watched any of the games that the chiefs have played since they became an item but taylor's always sitting next to the mom and they're guffawing it up having a grand old time i mean doesn't that i guess i guess halloween is just a costume party like at, at core Halloween, you're supposed to dress as something scary, right? So these aren't really scary. They're just all, I, I admittedly, I came up with one of those too. It wasn't scary. <laughs> yeah. So I yeah, Barbie know. appears to be one of them. Uh, yeah. I mean, they're just basically memes that have happened. In, you could do something to do with the Oppenheimer Heimer film. Uh, uh, maybe uh radiation survivor. Um. <laughs> You know, I mean, if Indiana you really wanted Jones to be in the uh, refrigerator, if you really, yeah, if you really wanted to be scary in this culture, I mean, shouldn't you do something uh, like transphobic? Uh, hmm. Right. You could dress as Jordan Peterson. Be a police or, officer. Uh, no, hang on. Well, how is a police officer transphobic? You don't see where I'm going with this. Like, go, well, you said something go as, scary. Oh, no. Here you go. Go as Tucker Carlson. Yeah. Joe Rogan. There you go. The thing I was going to make. Ah, oh, boy. I could probably pull off Tucker Carlson. I think I could. There you do. go. They wear the bow tie, the parted hair like him. Sure, and people would find that amusing, and uh, and 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 it would be quote unquote scary, right? It might might hurt my uh, dating prospects when people say like, "Oh, who are you supposed to be?" No, they, it would help because you'd be sort of quote unquote mocking. You'd be mocking Tucker Carlson, right? What what a Tucker? What else could be in a Tucker Carlson costume? I think you could just look at some episodes. He wears no, usually like a light navy suit. I don't know. A lot but of times need, he wears. You need like another like, accessory. He he wears like faux kind of good old boy stuff. Like look, it looks like he's down on the farm. Oh yeah, it, he's know. got the cowboy stuff. Yeah, I've seen right. His, well, sort of, or like yeah, yeah, sort of southern or whatever. And it's I, mean, I don't think that's I think it's just a getup he's got on. Right, right. All right, enough of this nonsense. Let's talk about sex. Uh, I found a. I have like almost like a Google News alert on the word threesome when it appears on Reddit. Um, Smart. And yeah, no, I get good stuff that way. But yeah, there's a new threesome disaster story, but it's not very interesting, but it had a a tidbit in here that I wanted to ask you about. So uh, let me find exactly where it is here. So the invitee is bi. He's a bi man. uh, And this is Mm. a woman writing and has indicated he's really into going down on both of us, watching us fuck and eating me out after my boyfriend comes in me. Yeah, this is this is the uh, famous fuck licking. Yes. Now, would you enjoy seeing that? So let's say you have a partner. What what gender am I? 
you're the you're a man okay so okay you have just come inside your girlfriend and now this threesome guy partner who who's a man which is a situation i hope to never be in but uh let's say i was is now eating my girlfriend out after i came inside of her is this uh, it wouldn't i mean the problem is that i just came it's right. not your arousal be is is low and disgust is high yeah i mean even if so you can I can, so immediately what I thought to myself is, okay, let's imagine it's a, it's an MFF situation. It's a, it's a woman, a very attractive woman who's going to do that. Um, before I come, uh, it sounds compelling, but afterward, I, I think I would just be like, oh, that's kind of gross. Like, why are why you doing is it, that? Why is it compelling? Like, I don't, I mean, oh, you're for the, sort of dominating that man, I guess. Oh, you're switching up. So the reason it's compelling if it's a woman is the same reason it's compelling when you have a video with like a guy's penis and two women giving a blow simultaneously and sort of sharing his nut and stuff like that. It's because they're like, they seem so eager to participate in, it's because they're interested in your semen, right? I mean, women aren't typically interested in it. So the, the interest they're evincing in that situation is arousing to you. Now, okay, I'll switch it to a man because that's, so if you switch it to a man, yeah, I mean, having a, a woman and her say husband blow me at the same time is worse for me than having just her blow me. I would rather he leave the room. Agreed. He's detracting value. Yes. A threesome with another man. is, And the amount he's uh, detracting. No better than a threesome. Yeah. It's it's some some sort of exponential function in relation to the amount of facial hair he has. So if he has like a full beard and mustache, Mm -hmm. he's the amount of value he's detracting is it's unbelievable. Yeah. Body hair also Um, not good. Like a hairy Sure, but the facial hair, I mean, I mean, it's a blowjob, so I'm thinking of the facial hair. Oh, okay. Um, I would, so yeah, I mean, in, in terms of the, uh, him giving her oral sex after I come in her, I'd rather, I, I'm fine if they do that. I would rather he just be in a different room and she leave the room and I, I, that would be kind of cool actually. Like, like now I'm going to go have this guy. It's still gross. I don't want my semen ending up in another guy's mouth. To be honest, I don't, I don't love that. I, I guess I would be. I could make myself indifferent, but I still actually don't like it. Yeah. Cause yeah, I mean, it's like, and then like, what was it? Wasn't there some celebrity in the, I think it was an apocryphal story, but someone who, some celebrity who got their stomach pumped and there was semen in there. That has to be an apocryphal story, but uh, yeah, yeah, I don't want my semen in a guy's uh, throat and stomach because I don't know. Then someone might think I'm gay. I just, I guess I don't have any particular, concern about my semen being in another man's stomach but yeah i don't find it's almost hard for me to even get to this point in my thinking because i would never want to be in a situ in a threesome situation with another man and so uh i think that's right yeah now the threesome situation with the other man has come to a close or at least i've orgasmed and now there's still some activity going on, and I guess it's my girlfriend getting eaten out by some some stranger like that. I think anyway. I would rather leave the room during that part uh, if that was if that was what was going to happen. So, so okay, yeah. So this is it's it's hard to understand, and like I said, it's even hard to understand if it's an attractive woman doing it, right? Because of the fact that you just came, it's it's easier to understand there, but it's still not. That's not really the idea that she's going to do that would be exciting to me. But then when she actually does it, I wouldn't add anything to my experience. She could she could just say she's going to do it and I would get right. around the same right. benefit. What exchange rate of MFM threesomes 
for one uh, FMF threesome is is right, do you think? So you're saying if, if your significant other proposed threesomes, but she said, hey, mm-hmm. for each one of this, we got to do one of the this. Exactly. I think it depends on your interest level in the FM and the MFF scenario, right? Because basically it's a price you're paying. It's not, it's, 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 it's a, it's sort of an exchange rate, but it's really, I mean, exchange rate implies that they're both positive, but the MFM situation is sort of negative in my book. Yes. That's Um, right. So it depends on how motivated you are. I could certainly imagine it being one-to-one. You know, if you thought, Hey, I really, really want to do MFF. Like it's worth me basically having to deal with this. I don't, I don't think that's my rate. Well, I think that once you'd done a single MFF, it would change. It would probably become, oh, it would move. It would, it would devalue the MFF. Because I, I strongly suspect the MFF isn't as good as you would hope it would be. Right. Yeah, it's hard to create a all things being equal situation. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. But the, yeah, I, I saw a video uh, the other day of two men and a woman, and, they were, and the men were doing the Eiffel Tower position. Mm-hmm. Right. So they are, one is in her mouth. She's on her hands and knees, one's in her mouth, one's in either, I don't know, one's on the back. And the men were holding their hands over, you know, like holding hands with each other with their hands up like the Eiffel Tower. And they really seem to be enjoying holding each other's hands. And that really, I didn't understand that part. Yeah. I was like, I wouldn't even want to hold hands with a man like that without a woman there and all clothed. Right. Yeah. So this just yeah I mean but, but whatever this this guy is was it amateur or or professional porn hard to tell hard to mm-hmm. tell there's a lot there's a fair amount of what looks to be amateur MMF and well really MFM porn you see a fair amount of it and so there are guys that don't mind that, yeah I believe that there are non porn star guys that don't mind other guys penises and ejaculations around them like I think that's a thing. Yeah, it's hard for me. I still think that just just as I think that with two men having gay sex, there must be the issue of when the first one comes, he sort of doesn't want to continue. Yeah, Yeah, there's a parallel. There must be the same issue with MFM situations that it's surprising that when one of them comes, he doesn't just immediately get up and leave the room. Like what's, does he really have to sit there and like watch the proceedings? Well, depending on the situation, you might want to surveil things to make sure... (laughs) I mean, yeah, you get like that jealousy <laughs> aspect, right? Like, what but if my girlfriend's liking was too much? Right. It's no longer, you're not getting any enjoyment out of it. It's flipped completely to negative, even yes. if you enjoyed it in the first place. Um, what? Yeah. I mean, what even hypothetical benefit does like a heterosexual man get from a MFM, right? Like, I've, yeah, it's it's just the same as coupled sex, except now there's a man there. Um, I mean, there are men who consume bukkake porn. There are men who like, I think it has to do with like, you know, making the woman even more submissive. Yeah, there's cuckold fantasies too. Like cuckold. Yeah. Well, cuckold is different, right? Because it's, there's another guy doing it and you're just watching typically. Yeah. Uh, So then they, they want to feel disempowered by the other guy. Right. So so there's some dom sub thing that they're tap, that, that people are tapping into there. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, well, uh, yeah, it's difficult to understand. I remain unconvinced that threesomes are generally a good idea. All right. This gal says, I cried after my first big O recently had my first big O I'm 24 and he is 26. I told him every time I got close, 
I got incredibly nervous by the feeling and never reached it even for masturbating. He told me he would help fix those anxieties, and he did. I had sex before many times, but I had trouble finishing. It's very frustrating to have sex and to masturbate because I'm not sure if I'm doing it right and flat out being afraid of the feeling. So we've you know, referred to this in recent episodes. Well, going into when him and I are doing the deed, he was t- talking to me the whole time and kissing my whole body. I never had somebody actually put time into just getting me that wet. I started apologizing a lot because there were times when I started to get stressed and nervous again. So I told him and he kept talking to me gently, complimenting me and kissing me. In a different context, this could be considered rapey, right? Like she's expressing concern and he's like, it's okay, baby. Right. So I just want to point that out. Finally, when he went inside, it actually felt good. She has actually in caps, which implies that all previous sex experiences were rape. Um, well, no, they don't right. have to be raped. They could just they could just be uh, unpleasurable. Although I, I think, yeah, yeah, it's, I think that if, if they were unpleasurable just... and she was afraid to say anything, then what is yeah. it? Well, and yeah. I think typically it would it would be somewhat unusual for it to be unpleasurable or like, well, I guess it could be neutral. Anyway, go on. Yeah. But then I started to get tense again from the feeling and overwhelmed. So I told ah, him. Okay. But he just kept reassuring me. Again, never experienced that. This is really embarrassing. And I kept asking him, how do I know if I get there? And he just said, you know. But he was right. But I cried. Is that normal? I mean, I actually started crying after I got to the big O. He held me and told me not to be embarrassed. He kept smiling at me, but now I'm too scared to show my face to him again. What the fuck? Has anyone ever had this happen before? Why did I cry? I've been going through a lot lately. Maybe it's due to that stress. Okay. So this person sounds... um, maybe religious, like her her vocabulary use, like calling it the big O, her Mm -hmm. shame and embarrassment around this whole thing, her lack of knowledge about this whole thing. Like she thinks her experience may may have been unique, implies that she hasn't done even much reading on this. Um, I don't, okay. As a man, it's very hard for me to relate to this. We, we talked about this recently, but this feeling of like not being able to get over the edge of and actually have an orgasm seems unrelatable. And my question for you, and the whole reason I, I included this topic is, can most women who are able to successfully orgasm, can they relate to this? I think so. I, I think I can relate to it. What? What? Why? Why do you have difficulty relating to the notion of not being able to get over the? You mean you mean never being able to get over the edge, or like uh, situationally, occasionally having that, having you know, you're tired or whatever. That's different than like this lifelong, not even knowing what an orgasm is, because every time you get uh, sexual stimulation, you sort of pull back from it. Yeah, I think that I can't. I agree. I can't really relate to that. I think another key element there is that for men, so if you take a man who is having, is for whatever reason, like isn't reaching orgasm quickly or it's taking a while or they're, you know, uh, some, some, you know, something physical or emotional and you make them wait and not masturbate or not have sex at all for a month, the, uh, across that time period, uh, I think typically the difficulty the guy has reaching that point would decrease over that time period. So there's some kind of urgency that increases in men. And I don't think there's uh, necessarily an equivalent in women. Um, huh. so, so, that, so I think that's an important distinction is that 
yeah, I mean, it, you're, you're thinking like if you take a man and you put him in the situation where he's the most primed, meaning he hasn't had sex in some time, maybe he's with ever. a new partner that's really attractive right. or ever. Yeah. It's going to be very easy for him to get over the edge. And that's why you have premature ejaculation and stuff like that. Well, and um, people, so that's difficult. I think people have wet dreams and stuff too. Right. So men have this kind of urgency and like rising urgency. And I mean, there's some like, you know, some people think that I, I don't think there's evidence for this in any meaningful way. But, but you can see why people think this, that if you don't have sex for a period of time, your athletic performance goes up. And you could see why they think that because it's like, yeah. wow, you know, obvi- obviously my sex drive goes up and maybe that's related to testosterone, et cetera. And it's not a crazy thought. And I don't know if it's been thoroughly studied in a principled way. Um, I, I think my general sense is that I've read things suggesting it's not true, but, I, but that would be hard to study. So, yeah, there yeah. was a... In, in Rocky, what, what didn't Mick tell Rocky like not to have women around? Sure, I mean, but it's a, it's a it's a sort of a, a normal thing. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, they're 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 different opinions on this, but like the you can see why that because it is the case that a man's sexual response is kind of more vigorous. Yes, if he's been deprived of sex, uh, for sure. You can only imagine uh, what what it'd be like if you, uh, like with people in um, solitary confinement or something in prison. Although they're probably beating off a lot. In any event, uh, <laughs> women don't have, I think, an make a little thing. beat off corner in their right. six by six. Cell. <laughs> so, yeah. So for a woman, it's, it, it could be, I mean, some, I've read some sources suggesting that women have the opposite experience that, uh, that's easier, comes more naturally or more easily if they're if having sex with some oh, frequency. Interesting. Um, I, I bet that's psychological, but maybe probably, it's, I think that generally a, it may, it may just not be. There, there's some hormonal thing and men, the hormone kind of re- goes up and up and then reaches a peak. Whereas for women, it's just uh, variable. All right. So we seem to have reached some sort of agreement that this is a little bit unrelatable, like this not having had an orgasm because of some sort of fear once you, you get close to some hypothetical edge. Well, not right. hypothetical, some real edge. Now- do you think that women can relate to this or like, would women also be like, Oh girl, you're insane. Like, yeah, just, just do it. It feels great. Or would I they be women, like, I, Oh, I remember when I felt that way too. You just have to I know this is very relatable to women. Uh, you see this all the time on the sex subreddit of women saying that they, they too had this sort of challenge at the beginning, you know, when they first started masturbating, having sex, whatever, that there's some kind of thing they have to get comfortable with. Okay. And, you know, situationally, it can be difficult for them to, to reach orgasm. Let me yeah. ask you this for, you know, I, I think the vast majority of men have had an orgasm by the time they're 15. Would you agree with that? Yes. Or, or I don't, I don't know what the age is. 16, 17. There's some, yeah. there's some cliff whereby yeah. like almost every man has had an orgasm. That's right. Um, is there not something like that for women? Like, I, I think some women can't or don't. Yeah, the question is, is, there just... is an interesting one. I mean, the, it, it certainly could be the answers. I mean, there are women who report never, ever having orgasms, and it's like more than 10%. Right. Um, and you can understand that because there's no evolutionary benefit really to a woman having an orgasm. It's not needed. Oh, okay. There could be an evolutionary benefit, but it's not necessary for the procreation of the species. Right. So, you know, you could imagine a steady state where 50% of women never have orgasms or even 90% and it doesn't make any difference. Whereas that wouldn't be the case for, uh, 
men, at least in the way humans sort of work. If 90% of men couldn't orgasm, then 90% of men couldn't procreate. Okay. But right. I mean, those, those 90% wouldn't reproduce. And so you, they, they would presumably their genes would leave the gene pool and you'd wind up with hundred percent of men who can orgasm. Right. My expectation is the chart for women would look like something similar to men. So like at age 15, the vast majority of women who can orgasm have orgasmed. And then from like 15 until like 25, they sort of like trickle in as ones that have various mental hangups um, or I don't trauma think that, or whatever. I don't think it looks like the men's at all, actually. I think for, okay. there's a couple of things. One is there's an education dimension. So if you go back like, if you go back to 1930, say, mm-hmm. so you go back a hundred years, the men's curve looks around the same now as it did then. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it would be a little bit different because there's more access to porn now, more sort of knowledge sharing. So there would be more, and then also like the religious attitude time shifted by like six weeks or something, but okay. Yeah. And there's some men that back then, and there still are men who are religiously told not to, and actually do that religious stuff. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, but for women, uh, I would, I would view it as probably being something like, oh, I mean, if I had to just completely off the top of my head, guess. It's, you know, by age 20, it's probably, uh, back then it was probably 10 or 20% had by the age of 20. And then it would sort of grow to age like 25, 30, and it probably got to like 70% and it just stuck there in 1930. And nowadays I would guess it's much higher, but it's kind of similar. And important elements of that are access to information, um, and vibrators. Those are two critical things that I think are different now. So, okay, I'm not sure that's my intuition. My intuition, my intuition is, is without without a vibrator, it's probably under fifty percent. Okay, meaning under fifty percent of women reach orgasm without a vibrator, just through like masturbation and stuff like that. Bef- and 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 then and then vibrators take it to like eighty ninety percent. Okay, so it's not just some simple task that almost everybody can execute. At a certain, by a certain age, huh? That's right. I think that without, maybe, maybe 50 is too low. Maybe it's 70, but I think that without my, without vibrators, I think there's a substantial percentage of the female population who basically can't orgasm. My thought has always been that most people can orgasm without vibrators. They just prefer to most, orgasm with vibrators. Yeah, no, most that's right. But I think there's a, I think there's like a 20% or I, I, I it'd be I impossible to know, but there's a, there's a percentage of the population where they wouldn't have found out about it or it's just. They can't physically do the thing they need to okay. do, and a vibrator massively helps. And and the, the trick there is that getting a vibrator is something that probably most women wait till they're twenty, nineteen, twenty-one, yeah, whatever like that yeah. to get. And so that delays the curve massively vis-a-vis men. And so my okay, so an interesting thing I would say is that uh, let's see, the first when a when a when a boy or a man is a virgin and first has PIV sex or oral sex, whatever, with a woman or a girl. Uh, probably less than 5% of them have never orgasmed before. Right. Uh, and when you flip Way the genders, less. my yeah, when we flip the genders, my guess is it's like 50%. 50% of girls and women the first time they have PIV oral whatever sex, they've never had an orgasm. This is one of these episodes where women are going to complain that it's I'm just <laughs> guessing statistics maybe they Yeah, we're just speculating. Yeah, maybe um, they think the statistics are different. I'm not saying I'm not making a value judgment. Any particular woman could have their own experience. It's just, right, of course. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay. All right. Let me read this other topic. All right. New girl I'm seeing is extremely sensitive and comes at the drop of a hat. How can I keep from overwhelming her? 
And we talked a bit in the past about how some people draw a line between coming and orgasming, but for the sake of this topic, let's assume this person means the same thing. So I, a 28-year-old male, have started dating one of my good friends, a 30-year-old female, and we only recently started becoming physically affectionate. Sex isn't on the table, so the farthest we've gotten is making out. But for her, that's apparently enough. Trouble brewing. She is extremely sensitive sexually. I've made her come in less than a minute just by lightly kissing her neck or even just firm kissing. I'm not even getting handsy. Anytime we make out, she will finish two or three times at least. Now, I absolutely love this, to be clear. It's very satisfying to please her that much. But I'd also like to be able to kiss her in public without her having to cover up her excitement. Any ideas on how to, quote, mellow out the both of us so we can be affectionate without getting in trouble? Okay. Setting aside that she might be lying. Stop lying. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, This is another thing that's just like completely unrelatable to me. Like, imagine if like every time like a girl in a miniskirt walked by, like I had to like, you know, put my hand on the wall and like steady myself to stop myself from orgasming. Like that would be, uh, I mean, I guess that's what it was like to be 18, but. um, (laughs) No, I mean, it it isn't actually. Yeah. You're interested. You're interested in going and beating off or something like that, but you're not going yeah, to Yeah, I'm not like overcome with some sort of physical sensation. Right. Um, That's right. I mean, and nor yeah, would this, you be if you were getting to second base or something with a partner, right. whatever you consider second base to be. It's not, uh, it, I don't think that's particularly relatable. And, and look, I mean, okay, so you want to, for the purposes of discussion, pretend that the woman's having orgasms or the girl in the sure. situation? Yes. <laughs> um, okay, so she's having contact-free, just purely mental <laughs> orgasms. I mean, there are there is a, like a syndrome I've read about where women, well, I, I think it's typically women have or- orgasms that they kind of uncontrollably all throughout the day. So she might have some medical uh, diagnosis going on there. I went on um, a date with somebody about a month ago or two months ago. I think I told you about her. Where as soon as she sat down at the table, I mean, we had met thirty seconds prior. She reveals that she's able to induce orgasms in herself. And she asked me if I wanted her to do so. I mean, I can induce orgasms in myself too. So what do you mean by that? She could just sit there and I don't know if she like shifts her thighs or squeezes or something, but she could just make herself come. This was your first date and within 30 seconds. Maybe 90 seconds. So this must be a a technique that she uses to, it's kind of a clever thing to say. It's, it reminds me of a, an episode of Seinfeld where Elaine is supposed to like talk to some guy at a bar so that George can put a, like a slip him a Mickey, I think they call it, like put something uh, like a in the drink. sleeping poison in the drink. And the uh-huh. thing she does is she tells him that she, the thing that works is she tells him that she goes to a nudist colony all the time. And then like that gets his attention. So this seems like sort of along <laughs> those lines, right? It's She's just saying that because this is a thing that will, uh, she knows you're going to be like, oh, well, that this is this is a good person. You know, she's going to get attention from you, and you're going to have a second date. I guess, uh, but okay. So, did you have her do this uh, trick in front of you at the restaurant? Uh, I did, and she claimed okay. to. I don't know how to verify. Well, I mean, what were her facial expressions like? What? So, how long did it take uh, from like start to finish? Maybe a little over a minute. I didn't over have a to minute. watch out. And what was the most overtly orgasmic thing that happened in that minute? I think her breathing increased. I don't, Did she close her eyes? 
a bit. Yeah. I mean, okay. Did she clench her hands? I don't know her well enough. I wish. Okay. I just, I just met her that once. Really? So it didn't work. It did not work. That's amazing. What, why did it not work? I mean, if you're willing to say, because it seems mm-hmm. like a technique, I, I would think that very commonly for a woman would raise a man's interest enough that she would at least get a second date out of just that little trick. I mean, if she's interested in, I don't think women struggle to bed a man generally. She, she could might have, have thought that you like, were phys- you were attractiveness wise out of her league or something. Some yeah, but she could have just said at some point during the date, like, hey, do you want to hook up after this? This is a way to do it that doesn't require her to fuck you on the first date. It's kind of clever on some level. She's, she's, she's basically suggesting that she has this sexual talent that you're likely to be intrigued by Yeah, uh, and, and, and keep her around for a period of time. But it, but it did not work on you. You you were not kept around. That's right. Okay. Um, yeah. My guess is she's not. She did not have an orgasm. She just has like a little parlor trip trick thing she does. Uh, you could have said, you, you should have said to her that you could do it too. And then you could have like... <laughs> You could have both had orgasms at each other. I can't. That would have been a pretty. F- Who cares? She can't either, Keith. Yeah, but with a man, there's some physical release. Oh, just tell her. Tell her that you you. It's a dry orgasm when you do it. Do it <laughs> what? Yeah, it's retrograde. It goes up into your bladder. Just tell her it's dry. Like, look, you know, I can I can induce the sensation, but yeah, nothing. No semen comes out when I do it that way. I don't know why. I guess you need some physical stimulation of the penis right. to, to get that. Uh-huh. That right. would have been a decent repost to have said that. Why? Like, what? What does that gain me? Uh, it's calling her bluff and just it's calling her bluff in what I think is an amusing way. And then you yep. and then you get no, and then you get to uh, simulate orgasm in front of a stranger yep. legally, and like not have it be a crime. Trolling people in the first ninety seconds of a date is generally a bad strategy. Okay. Well, you you didn't know where the date was going. You thought, no, oh, maybe I we didn't. Don't. Okay. I mean, okay. it started auspiciously. I, so I have to be I have to be honest that the reason I assumed that the reason you didn't have a second date was her level of physical attractiveness was too low. So I was thinking, okay, so then you would actually be able to already within ninety seconds know, hey, this is somebody that trolling might make sense with. Oh, I see. That was my my rationale there. I figured if she was attractive, then that little party trick she did at the beginning would be enough for you to want a second date. Definitely yeah, not. I understand your thinking. Yeah. Um, okay. But, okay. This notion of like just loosey goosey orgasms at all times is sort of unrelatable to me. And, you know, just as the notion of an orgasm. Like you've never had, like, it's just this like thing that you know that people can do, but you're just unable to do it. This, the other side of that pendulum swing, which is just, they're happening constantly. It's just both. What it reminds Totally foreign. It it reminds me of these videos I've seen. I've seen several of them of people walking through like a mall or a store. And the, the claim is, and I don't know if they're fake because, but the claim is that the person shits themselves just like. But and not like diarrhea, like a piece of poop comes out of and falls on the ground and they just keep walking. You can find videos like that. You can find numerous videos like this online. And, and the argument is always, this is just some like antisocial fuck that like had to go to the bathroom and they just were never like, they don't, 
they, they just have like no manners or something and they just left a poop and they just walk off. You've never seen a video like this? Uh, no, but this is odd because this is the second time I've heard about fecal incontinence today. So okay. So this isn't strange. This isn't necessarily incontinence. This is a person with a skill. I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm drawing an analogy here. Yes. Uh, this is a person. I mean, imagine. So imagine if you're, if someone says, hey, I'll give you $10,000 if you run at an eight minute mile pace mm-hmm. and while running you poop. So like at some point while running, just like a horse does, I think a horse can do this. Poop has to fall out of your body. Uh, yeah. And you have say like, uh, you know, 20 minutes to do it. I yeah. think that would be really challenging. I uh, could not. I cannot. To accomplish that. Okay. Um, Maybe so if this, I was this, diarrheal. Okay. <laughs> but this makes me think of, this is sort of similar in the sense that it's typically these kinds of bodily functions require a little bit of preparation, a little bit of mental energy, not doing something else, like very, you know, various circumstantial things. And so, yes, I too, in the same way that I find it hard to believe these people walk through a mall and just shit themselves and just a poop rolls out of their pants and they walk along, it would be hard for me to imagine them having an orgasm. That being said, I find it somewhat believable when pe- when women have uh, tales of having an orgasm because of the vibration of a bus. I knew someone, a woman who claimed that she had had an orgasm while riding a horse. Yes. Uh, a, a bareback. Uh-huh. Because uh, it gave her her vulva a substantial, yeah. a sufficient I've amount of stimulation. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and then also there's the squeezing your thighs together thing, which I think would be kind of slow, but would be believable. Someone doing all that in 30 seconds, and eh, not so sure about that. I think yeah. it's almost certainly faked. Or, and with uh, with female faked orgasms in that situation, I always have to throw in the possibility that she doesn't know what, what she is. means. Or she's, yeah, she's defining the word orgasm differently than than we are. So I guess, and maybe this is the right way to come across this, because I've recently learned that the term cis male and cis female comes from chemistry. Oh, is that right? Where cis, I learned this from a high schooler, cis <laughs> and cis is a type of chemical bond or something like that. When you say cis something or other, it means like the chemical is unaltered or something like that. So ah. we could call it a cis orgasm. Uh, so I'm talking about cis orgasms. Perhaps they're having trans orgasms, which I cannot comment. <laughs> a cis orgasm being a real real, like, like the thing that a scientist would call an orgasm, but I don't want to, uh, misgender their version of orgasms. And if they want to give it the name orgasm as well, that's fine. I will just add my little prefix. Yeah. You overloading the vocabulary in a, in a provocative way aside. Uh, I'm just trying to use the same technique that the, these folks use. I think there's a thing that women can do that is not analogous to the male experience or some women can do. And I just don't understand it. So I don't have an opinion on whether that should be called an orgasm or not. I think they have an orgasm that is very analogous to the male orgasm. And then there's like some other thing that. Yeah, I think, I mean, maybe this woman was able to perform within 90 seconds. I just don't know. You can, you can, I mean, there's, I, I, the only pushback I would have on that is that I think it's unlikely. It's actually not analogous to the male experience. I just think you would have to find the right thing. So, I mean, for example, you can get very euphoric states through uh, hyperventilation, uh, through some sort of edging. So you get close to orgasm and your penis sort of twitches some, um, and then like you, but you don't have an orgasm, but it's, it's pleasurable. The twitches are pleasurable, right? That sort of twinges of, of going on there. Yeah. Um, 
you can have, uh, I mean, getting like a massage, uh, you can have kind of euphoric states. So these, yeah, so I'm not yeah. exactly sure which of these women, euphoric states is analogous to. Women often exp- uh, explain waves of pleasure in a way that I have never really felt. That sounds to me like an orgasm. Yeah. Like maybe. a cis orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move so. on. Uh, this person writes, husband illustrates and animates porn of himself with redheads while I sleep most mornings. It's a little bit lengthy, but I, it's, and I haven't read it for a while, so I don't know if it's worth the read, but I'm, let's do it. Our 20 year anniversary is next year. We've, uh, we're between 35 and 45. It's odd. Uh, it's a secret. Yeah. Over the last five to 10 years, I've learned my husband has a hobby of drawing porn. As technology and his knowledge of Photoshop, After Effects, etc., grows, so do the breadth of his work. There are multiple characters, all redheads, with names. He has tons and tons and tons of files of these women in different positions, either completely nude, with fire red pussies to match, or bodysuits, thigh highs, lingerie. Sounds nice. I'd like to see this archive. He then animates himself into the porn, fucking them, and most recently spanking them. I'm also a child of abuse, so spanking is definitely not my thing, but would even be willing to do that if... It stops this. It not, it's not just a once in a while watch porn and jerk it kind of thing. He dedicates hours and hours each month on it while I'm asleep in the next room. He's up at 4 a.m. to get ready for work, but usually has one to three hours to himself each morning. He's admitted to me over the years that it's a hobby he's always had. If he wants to watch porn here or there, great. I'm not happy about it, but that would be better than this. I've asked him to wake me up if he's horny. Asked him to tell me he isn't drawing porn as a thing to turn me on. I've given up begging and pleading and having massive blowups about this. Now I'm just perpetually sad. We have a good sex life, but I just ended up, but I just end up laying awake each morning crying quietly because I just assume he's drawing porn again. (laughs) (laughs) Granted, he does a lot of good things with his skills too. Video editing, animation for YouTube channel we have, but I just assume that usually it's porn. I'm kind of a prude. I watch porn like quarterly just because my imagination is fine to rub one out. I would be happy to try new things, etc. If he could just stop spending so much time on it or just ask me for what he wants. I learned he's now paying for a website where you can pose different nude models for art, which he then uses as the base for women. I know where he hides the files and lately I just go and look at the progress of who he's working on next or where he's animating himself into it, into her, and then cry. Looking at the file history, I saw he even worked on stuff in the early morning on my birthday. Uh, okay. Good for him. Yeah. All right. Uh, a little bit more. I'm not asking him not to jerk off or never watch porn. I'm just so sad and overwhelmed. I'm not planning to leave him or anything, but just trying to imagine my future life where this is still a daily part of his life. There's not really anyone online that has had this issue, just people bothered by their husbands watching porn overall. So short of a sex therapist, I don't know what to do. I also have OCD and can't stop thinking about it. One note, it usually goes in phases. Sometimes he stops, but not that often. Well, he just changes. He has, he has like different thumb drives he uses. She's not... It never, he never stops. I don't even know if it's relevant. Maybe he gets carpal tunnel. You don't think it's relevant that he stops sometimes? From so much time on the iPad. Um, I don't, I mean, this is not great. Uh, Why? I think it's completely fine. I I think she's, I think she's 100% wrong. Like, I I mean, I don't think there's that much difference between this and like, uh, Degas and the what was it? He would draw the uh, the, ball- the well, they were under they were underage the ballerinas. Yeah, I mean, he's just he's he's an artist. He's drawing. He's drawing. I I really don't think 
uh, I don't understand why. I, I genuinely don't understand why she's so upset about this. Like, who cares? Uh, yeah, I, mean, I think it's a little bit more. Well, okay. First of all, uh, lots of women are upset when their partners look at porn generally. So this is like uh, something worse than that. And so I think it's better than that because the, uh, the argument that I've heard from women that I think has some merit is that porn is kind of exploit exploitative and unrealistic. So you're, yeah, there, there's a. There, well, I think that is right. some women's complaint, but a lot of women also have a jealousy aspect. Okay, but uh, that's not. Let's see, that's not realistic, right? Uh, men, no, that's 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 the woman's problem, not the man's problem. Like this is women un- that are that are uncomfortable with the human condition. Sure, I just think that this is uh, like another worse manifestation of that. Like I, I think, why is it worse? Because he's uh, because it's like. <laughs> He's imagining himself. He's explicitly imagining himself with other women. It's but, like more. It's more obvious than what's going on when a man is watching porn because he's okay, but literally he, drawing himself into it. So it's it's uh, so you're saying that it doesn't require the the very slight amount of introspection that's needed to realize that when men watch porn, they're imagining themselves as the yeah. penis. I mean that. Okay, fine, fine, because he's explicitly drawing it. Like here, put it this way, Keith. Someday this will be possible. Uh, let's say there were t- there was a, a version of Pornhub that was called Pornhub Keith, and mm-hmm. they had an AI that could yeah. make it so that you were the one fucking all the people. Would you use that version or the original porn star? Oh, I'd use Pornhub Keith. No, no question. I'm not. Yeah, for sure. I'm so not all guys with your analysis here. I'm just saying okay. that, like, uh, her experience, like. This is actually something worse. Like for somebody who's unreasonable about about this kind of thing, like this is actually worse. I think it's the same. I think that I don't. Okay, she says she'd be okay with. She's okay with him watching porn. I sort of don't believe her and suspect that it's around the same. Hmm. And and actually, to me, this is much better because he's expending creative energy. He like the drawings he's doing might. It sounds Not like a- they're very realistic because they bother. <laughs> like if they he's were just stick figures, she would. Well, he's, he must be a decent artist. Like, well, she said he's like gotten better and better with laughter. Like, it's it's a little odd, like his level of obsession that might worry me about his like mental health. You you, uh, you don't think getting up at uh what what time did she say he gets up for? He's just doing that because she freaks out. She's lying in bed crying, which is itself nutty, uh, in my opinion. But okay, <laughs> he's yeah he's avoiding her about it. Uh, he's he has his art. I mean, I assume she's not a redhead, so she might be worried deep oh, down yeah, she that doesn't he mention has, that at all right that she maybe she has a, a he she's afraid that he has a girlfriend on the side that's a redhead or that he's going to leave her for a redhead I, I guess that that would be sort of a rational fear right oh you have this thing that i can't do i guess i mean the redhead thing is almost like that's almost something i can explain i mean it sounds like he is an artist and you know, artists will often have like a like a trademark or a thing they specialize in. And sure. maybe his thing is fire crotches. I don't know. There are different levels of red, also, right? I mean, there's there's sort of more uh, auburn, yeah, red, Didn't and then there's true like point? fire red. She had a parenthetical in here with fire red pussies to match. So okay, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, she should. So this does mean that he is drawing them with pubic hair. Mm. So. So she doesn't have the complaint that he's the making them look like thing. children. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, there, there's that positive because that's that's also a common complaint. 
that's good. Yeah. I just think I, I just think that like when when I, I was trying to think while you were reading this, if there's an analogy, and I'm sure there is. Maybe you can think of one where where men complain about something that is just so intrinsic to women. May, may, yeah, the analogy I usually reach for is something like women uh, looking at baby pictures, you know, uh, liking pictures of small children, mm-hmm. uh, f- being maternal in certain ways, and men just finding, you know, getting really annoyed with that. Uh, I, there's some kind of an analogy there. I, women need to come to grips with the reality that all men uh, want to fuck lots of women. It's our biological purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's it's the meaning of life for men. Uh, there are other possible meanings. There's other things we can do, but that there's like an important background process running in every man's brain where we want to do this. And once you understand that and accept it, it's like, oh, okay. So this is what. So if you want to be with a man, you're being with a person who has this background process. If you don't want that, then don't be with a man. Like all men are like this. And I mean, he's being more honest than most about what exact how exactly it manifests. Yeah. I'm thinking about this a bit like, okay, let's say I was a really good comic artist and, you know, I spent, you know, a bunch of hours every day, you know, doing my job, which was to do comic art for something. I could imagine cultivating a hobby of drawing some porn. I think it'd be interesting to try to draw a something that was good enough that you could beat off to it. it Yeah. Is it like tickling yourself? Yeah, is it like yeah. tickling yourself? You can't really do it. I think um, you probably want to exchange with other people because you would remember too much about how you drew it and it'd be too technical yeah. for you. Yeah. Um, but okay, but you're trying to imagine being a comic okay. artist. Go on. Yeah, I could imagine exploring this this notion of of drawing of drawing pornography. Yeah. Um, so maybe the problem here is the obsession with it, or at least the obsession that she's imagining. Oh, I think your take. Okay, I mean your take. I think was. Your take was basically this is the same thing as it's. Well, she says she's okay with porn. She probably isn't. Your take. Was I think like this is slightly worse than porn because it's it's him, and he's cultivating this like sort of fantasy world with you know fire crotches everywhere. Which is which is which do you think is worse, this or having your own subreddit where you post porn? <laughs> That you've curated. <laughs> what? Uh, it's probably a good time for a, for a promo here. Oh yeah, I've, uh, yeah. Those who don't know, I have a subreddit. It's got fifteen or sixteen thousand followers now. It's called Curated Amateur Porn, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I mean, I got banned. So the trick I've started getting more subscribers now. Uh, maybe I shouldn't say what the trick is. Actually, I'll say because yeah. yeah. listens. Not not enough people listen for that to matter. Okay, uh, we have a lot of listeners, just not enough for it to matter. Um, the, uh, the trick is I got banned from NSFW 411 where I was sort of advertising it. So now I have a, another account I made and got the requisite sort of karma and time, uh, I see. Uh, to this... be able to now occasionally post it there. And it started growing because it, it basically every time I posted on that thing as an answer to a, cause people will ask, Hey, yeah, what's a subreddit that's like this? And I'll, I'll wait till it's completely contextual. The problem is I got banned because I'm the moderator of it. And you're not allowed to promote your own subreddit. I see. Uh, anyway, every time I post it, I'll get like a thousand new followers. So people obviously appreciate it, which made it sort of shitty. They banned me for promoting it. Yeah. Um, so. They probably have that rule because of some problems they've had in the past with self-promotion. Well, the problem is going to, yeah, the problem is going to be, the problem that everybody has on Reddit with porn is uh, cam girls and um, OnlyFans girls. Right. 
And I'm not, yeah. So, so what I'm doing is extremely unusual, which gets back to the point that maybe what I'm doing is something that a significant other should find really upsetting. Yeah. Why would a man curate porn? Uh, and then I think, why would a man not curate porn? I think all men on some level curate the porn. They, every man has like a top five porn. I don't, I don't, for me, the top five is constantly changing because I don't like seeing the same thing twice. Yeah, but there's, uh, we've talked about this before. There aren't like a few that are, you're just like, yeah, that there's one There's some that, that I works. remember from back in the yeah. day, but so it's almost like nostalgia more than arousal. There's just some that I find like for hit all the right uh, beats or whatever for me. And so then right. that, it's not nostalgia. It's, it's that they, it's that it's, they're so reliable. It's good. You're like, oh yeah, I really like this. And of course people can see uh, some of them posted on my subreddit. So it's not a mystery what those are. Yeah. Yeah, that's a curated, curated amateur porn for those <laughs> who are interested. Okay. All right. Let's get to this last topic here. So this person says, uh, my guy lasts forever. My, my, so she's a 28-year-old female, new partner, who's a 31-year-old male, lasts forever in bed. Honestly, it's to the point where I'm just getting sore down there and I just don't even want to continue having sex. And I've gotten off three plus times and he still can keep going. I've tried giving oral before and et cetera, but he still lasts forever, even with the foreplay. Is it selfish of me to, to stop him because I've just had enough? I can't be going at it for 30 minutes to an hour to hours at a time. Just over it. And even though I'm still quote unquote wet, I just don't want to keep going. Any thoughts on how to battle this issue? I feel guilty and selfish for stopping him since I finished multiple times, but he doesn't. It's another uh, borderline uh, rape situation. In oh, I thought you say borderline, like fake. Uh, sorry, whether whether they're cis orgasms or not. That's what oh, I'm her three plus times of orgasms. Yeah. Let's, let's... Well, I mean, and I'm not denying that that can happen. Look, a man can have three plus orgasms. It's not. It's not that. It's just. When a, when a woman starts grandstanding that she's having zillions of orgasms all the time, I start getting suspicious that a little they're not sus. cis orgasms. Yeah. Yes. All right. Let's not perceive yeah, let's not get into that, that particular sure. point. What can a woman do if her man has death grip? Oh, you're, so you're assuming he has death grip, which is his, he's masturbating too assuming. much and too intensely. I mean, it can be whatever. Like, what can she do to uh, amp up this, uh, you know, the building toward an orgasm for him? I mean, I, my guess would be, okay, in most cases, uh, I think the death grip is a consequence of her being unavailable for sex. So in most cases, the guy would choose partnered sex over masturbation. That is not always true. But like, so that the first thing to do is to tr uh, try to understand better his masturbation frequency and then try to match that instead yeah. with partnered sex to mm -hmm. eliminate the masturbation or l vastly lower it. Now, for some guys, that doesn't work. Maybe because he wants to draw redheaded pictures, redheaded pictures, maybe because he has some special porn he likes to watch. And there it's going to be a lot harder. And I don't know. I, I think that women, I think there is a quandary women can have there. Okay. I have a callback of my own here. Okay. Is it possible that he is having some sort of mental block and he can't let go? Similar to the experience that some women have with trying to have orgasms? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I think that can... That's sort of the same as death grip sometimes, right? Okay, it's psychological instead of physical. He, he's getting plenty of sensation, but he just can't yeah. get over the edge. Yeah. Um, it's possible, but I would expect him to have the same problem in masturbating because yeah. masturbating is inherently less stimulating. He might not be that attracted to his... Like there could actually be like a relationship issue here. 
I think uh, there's that. I think some women have trouble. They can orgasm on their own, but not with men. Like they, they get stuck in some sort of mental thing. And I can imagine something like that for, for men where they feel nervous. Oh, sure. If you, if, yes, if you, at some point as a guy, so she doesn't say that he doesn't finish, but at some point as a guy, if you feel like, Hey, I should have already come by now. I've had this happen. You're like, I should have already come by now. It gets, it can get harder because it's like, well, yeah, you're, you start getting self-conscious. Like how long am I going to make this go on for? How long, yeah. how long is this going to last? That would be more likely like if you're trying to have a second or thor- third or- orgasm in a session. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then it's like, you know, and, and typically the, the, the positive on that side is typically like you don't get blue balls if you just stop because it's right. You, you've already satisfied yourself enough. Right. Uh, or it's a much more mild effect. Yeah. Yeah. But that, yeah, I think that absolutely could be uh, in that sense. That is psychological. You're, 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 you're being watched. Whereas if you're beating off, you could take a long time or you could just be like, ah, whatever, I'll do it later. Yeah, I'm over it. <laughs> yeah, and who cares? Uh, come back to this later. Right. Uh, what could she do to, I don't know, persuade, uh, put at ease his mind? Well, I mean, they're, they're explicitly she could, you mean about not orgasming? Mm-hmm. Or, uh, I mean, it's tricky because, see, she does want him to stop. She could say, she could say, oh, it doesn't matter how long it takes. You know, it's fine. But the problem is it does matter. She wants him to stop. So I'm not sure yeah. she really can put him at ease. She, uh, and anything that she does in, along that axis will basically put a, a clock over his head. Like imagine imagine if you had a girlfriend, maybe you've had one that did this, who would set her iPhone up next to the bed and start a, like a 30-minute right. timer. Right. And just said, look, when this expires, we're done. Yeah. Like, well, I guess that's what an escort does, uh, more <laughs> yeah, or less. That's true. Uh, so- yeah, I mean that would make it hard. I, I actually, it's an interesting point. Uh, if I think you would agree with this, if you had a partner do that, it would probably make it harder to orgasm, especially if it got down to five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> like if they if the phone started at three minutes, it'd be really hard. <laughs> so then it's like, okay, what if it started at six, at twelve? I mean, you know, right, 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 right. Yeah, there's a sliding scale so, there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess he could also be on an SSRI. There's there's various potential explanations if here. she's repeatedly orgasm or cis orgasming during the encounter he might perceive that she's she's enjoying it so it might be that she's being so uh obviously pleasured that he doesn't yeah i mean right there could she could play a role in that too yeah like maybe maybe she could not tone it down i mean this really calls for a conversation uh but 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 she could ask she could query her own or, orgasmic response here you know, yeah. I dug through the comments a bit more. The original poster says he is on an SSRI, so that makes this kind of boring. Well, I mean, that's a that's like a problem that is somewhat common. Yeah, for it's, those it's that, sort of, for those that don't know, an SSRI is a antidepressant, a very common antidepressant. Yeah, and those will those can make it hard. It, I don't know if they. I get well. I've heard no. I've heard anecdotally that they can make it so you don't get erections. Also. Yeah. But it's a little bit different well, than sex the, drive, generally, I think. Uh, yeah, and it can and it can make it take a really long time to orgasm. Yeah. Uh, for women, it can make orgasms completely elusive. Um, it seems like you would so need he, to 
take an antidepressant for your antidepressant. I think it would well, be- they have. So there is there there are meds you can take in addition to an antidepressant if this is a problem. That and I, I'm not going to like give medical advice here, but you can look up. Google will love you looking it up because I'm sure the ad that you might click is worth like a thousand dollars if you click. Oh, it. right. Um, so you can, uh, but you can search for that, and there are. So there's some yeah, libido there are, enhancing. Yes, there drug. are. There are. It's not just Viagra or Cialis or whatever. No, no, no. That, because all that does is it makes you have an erection. Okay. But there are things that augment. There are either you can switch antidepressants or you can use something in addition that brings back some amount of libido. I'd imagine also for a guy, testosterone might be relevant. Yeah. You know they have a, on a CNN or something they run these ads for some something it's it's over the counter that is supposed to increase your testosterone and the ads have like former athletes on them like Doug Flutie and <laughs> like sh- is it Shaq? I'm not sure. It's not. It's Frank it, Thomas, I think. He was a Oh, Frank. No, I think there player. might be one with Shaq. That huh. sounds wrong, doesn't it? Yeah, I don't think he would stoop to that, but you know, the cash is enough maybe he would. Yeah, and they're all like, yeah, when you're over 40, man, you need that tea. they're basically all saying they got like droopy dicks well i've read about women taking testosterone uh post-menopause and then having that increase their sex drive that's a thing i've read about a few times now you're right it's frank thomas my bad sorry Shaq. i yeah he's famously in these sort of like men's health ads that's why i thought it might be him anyway that'll do it for this episode of your mileage may vary uh, we like getting feedback. You can email us feedback to ymmvpod at gmail.com. We pay $10 for all feedback. So just give us your PayPal or Venmo or whatever. You can also, you can also ask us questions there. Uh, let us know whether you'd like us to use them on the air or not. And yeah, thanks for listening. And we'll catch you next week on Your Mileage May Vary. Je me veux